Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla and Marissa. And this week we read Happy Place by Emily Henry. I think back to how many Hem- Emily Henry books we've done. Um, we definitely did People We Meet on Vacation. Yeah. Did we do Book Lover? Yeah, we did Book Lover. That I was going to say, I feel like we've almost done one every season, but maybe we only started in like season three or something. Well, she only has four of these romance books. She yeah. has some young adult ones I saw on her Amazon when I was looking at like the author, but she only has four romances. And I don't think we did Beatree because I remember reading Beatree when we first started the like our Instagram account. And I think I read that on my own. But I was trying to think of all the books that we've read for the podcast. So she, yeah, she's a three-peat author for us. Um, we do get a little like bitter when we pick her books because one time we asked them for like a review copy and they go how many followers do you have and we told them and then they never answered us <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't make the cut <laughs> yeah you know the the hardships of being a small time book podcast <laughs> um so we're always hesitant because we're a little bitter but we also like I really love her romance books a lot I feel like she she's just really good at writing I think um and I just love them all. I don't know how you feel. I feel very strongly about her writing and I really like it. Yeah, no, it's good. I listened to this one and when I turned it on, I was surprised because the person reading it has definitely read some of my thriller novels before, um, the narrator. And so I was like, did I pick up the right book? Like, isn't Emily Henry a romance writer? But I guess she just, you know, used the same person who's read some of my thriller books. But um, but no, like it was good. I from from the first page, I was captivated by it. Now I didn't rate it as highly as you because I was annoyed by this stupid little friend group, and we'll get into that. But I was like, come on, you guys are like in your 30s. Stop getting naked in the lake. It's weird. But anyway. <laughs> it was good though. She so she does a lot of, I don't remember a book lover, but she does a lot of jumping in time. Um and I don't think, I think she's actually kind of like, good at it. Like normally we just, we don't like that. I didn't mind that in this book. I think actually I hated it in People We Went On Vacation um, because it would like go from trip to trip. But this time I was both interested, interested in how they're going to get together, back together again. And then also interested in why they broke up. So I was like captivated by both stories that were happening. It was like, um, like two pretty much big plot lines that were like meeting in the middle. So I was a fan of that. I really liked it. I think it's actually my favorite one of her books. Well, about the dual timeline, something I thought was interesting. Now, this I read someone's review of this and they were actually leaving it a negative review, but I thought what they said was applicable and like not in a negative way. They were talking about how um, in her other books, there's like this tension of you know, they're not yet romantically involved. And so are they going to get romantically involved? Are they not? Whereas with this book, they were already married and they were like so in love. And so there wasn't that same tension, which I personally like. Now this person clearly is probably like an enemies to lovers type of thing. So they were like, that's a negative. And for me, I was like, they already had the history there. They already had that really close relationship. So it was just about, coming back together in a way that worked for them so I actually really liked that part of the dual timeline where like 
you know, we're not leading up to, will they fall in love? We're seeing how they were in love and how it fell apart and how they're now coming back together, hopefully. We also did get some of them falling in love. Like it wasn't as mm -hmm. dramatic as she normally does it, but we still got that taste of them meeting and then falling in love and then the breaking up. So we got to see like their whole like love timeline. I like it because it's a second, I like second chance romance. Like that's what the plot, that's what the trope is, second chance mm -hmm. romance. So I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, but yeah, I can see people who don't like second chance romance um, being it. I used to think I didn't. I used to steer away from like divorce books or like will our marriage be saved books and like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think I've changed my opinion on it. Maybe because me and Tom are also second chance romance. <laughs> oh, true. You guys are. I hadn't thought about that. So maybe by personal experience, I've changed my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, not that we were like engaged in the breakup. We've actually never officially dated until now, but we've almost <gasps> dated a couple of times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah but um yeah let's get into it so do you want to do, do you want to go back to the synopsis thing we stopped reading synopsises yeah so I have a quick one I wrote it down it's literally one sentence so it's Harriet Wynn broke up five months ago but now they have to pretend to be a couple to not ruin their best friend's surprise wedding boom chicka pow um so like tropes like you said second chance romance fake dating there was this found family, like it hits on a lot of those big tropes that people like. So, you know, pretty, pretty like wide encompassing net that she cast. I think she also does a good job of the banter between mm -hmm. Harry and Ellen. I think that actually like my favorite parts of her books is like, it's just so witty. Yeah, um, they I always are. I can never be this witty, witty with a man. I just, <laughs> this is not real. <laughs> not on the spot. That's the thing, like, I will get a text because yes, I, guys do text me now. Side note, we'll get into that later, but <laughs> I'll get a text and I will literally think about it for like 35 minutes, 45 minutes. And I'm like, how can I make this funny? Like, how can I respond to be witty? And that's like a text. I can't imagine in-person banter. Like, this is why I don't go on dates because I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not I'm boring but yeah like I can't they, they're so quick with each other I I can't keep up also one thing we did like is there wasn't an excess amount of hooking up oh yeah it was like the perfect amount there was some spice but not too much spice everything in meetings no mm -hmm. really big fan I do question like so I feel like my like I feel like my friends would know me enough to know if I'm like actually dating my boyfriend like <laughs> Yeah. Especially the way that Harriet explains that like Cleo and Sabrina have been be her best friend for a year. They know her better than she knows herself. And in the end, we find out that uh, like Sabrina ended up knowing, but like, I don't understand how they didn't know something was up. I don't, well, I personally don't understand how she kept it a secret for five months. I mean, that's the part that blows my mind because I mean, I say all the time, like, I'm not going to tell someone something. And then like five seconds later, I'm like, oh, by the way, <laughs> this happens so like I just can't keep a secret I can't relate to that and then yeah like you know I, I mean fake it till you make it I guess but also you I mean they did have chemistry so maybe people didn't pick up on it I just can't imagine faking having chemistry with someone that I broke up with I guess but I would have hated I would have been so pissed well that's that's the thing I still don't really I mean, I understand why he broke up with her 
on the one hand, like I understand what he said about why he broke up with her. But on the other hand, and this is why I didn't rate the book as highly, because my reaction to a lot of the things is that's so high school. Like when, come on, just talk to her. She wasn't cheating on you. She loved you. And like, you're acting immaturely by assuming she's giving up her life to be with you or, or whatever. Like, obviously she's in a relationship with you because she loves you and wants to make it work. So meet her halfway and make it work. And so I just, him breaking up with her, I thought was annoying. And yeah, I can't imagine like pretending to be in love with someone who dumped me and me being like, why did you dump me? Yeah, I think um, a real issue was like, she didn't want to be a burden. So she retreated mm -hmm. into herself, which I feel like I totally can relate to. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I go so many times I'm be like do you want me to do this for you and I'm like no no it's fine and he's like you can say yes like it's fine and I am like but I don't even burden like I I have the same fear so mm -hmm. she would retreat in herself and he thought that he she was just uninterested in him anymore um so big miscommunication trope right there as well but I don't know they've been dating for so long they should just talk to each other yeah, weren't they together for like 12 years or something crazy? Very long time. Yeah, like a long time. I am genuinely surprised they broke up. But I I will say, I didn't like how they got back together. <laughs> this, is, this was another reason. Because I do feel like she decided to just give up her career and life. And do you know how much debt she probably had as a doctor? And she's like, I'll just move to Montana and I'll do some paint classes. I'll make some clay or pottery or whatever. And it'll be fine. I won't worry about the hundreds of thousands of debt I have. <laughs> well, that's the difference between her and us. Um, she hated her job and felt like pressured into her job yeah, and decided yeah. to quit we felt pressured into our job and and didn't want to back out of our job even though we hate it and we're still doing it oh yeah oh yeah well I mean I we you quit and you came back I quit and we'll see if I come back <laughs> but we're yeah so no we didn't quit to become anything artistic like we're like we <laughs> I quit to be a tax accountant <laughs> Still. I do think her parents I highly pressured her into that field like most parents do um and I think her parents put all their like regrets on her and she just mm -hmm. like took it to heart yeah, she yeah. so I don't fault her for moving to Montana like if I had the option of like free housing somewhere else where I didn't have to work and like find some job just pay off my loans I probably would do it but no actually I don't think I would do it but it it would be appealing if the love of my life is also there. I think my issue with it was that at the start of the book, she didn't necessarily hate everything about her job. Like she, there were parts of being in her residency that she really liked, you know, maybe it was just the, the same feeling I had when I started our job was like, oh, I put on my big girl corporate pants and I'm living the dream in New York City. And then reality sets in and you're like, holy crap, I want to <laughs> leave to put it nicely. So maybe, so maybe it was just that, but like, I did feel like at the start of the novel, she had good feelings about her job. And by the end, she's like, I never liked it anyway. I'll just move to Montana. Well, she did say she really likes the admin work of her job and like everyone else hates it, but she's the only one who likes it. 
<laughs> that's that's we only said we would make great assistance, you know. <laughs> when do you serve for save your new job? November 15th. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, so I still have like two weeks, but the, October flew by. I don't know where October went. And I thought I read like two more books in October than what I actually read. So I don't know what happened if I thought September was October, but I was looking at my Goodreads and I was like, crap, my reading wrap up is going to be like three books <laughs> and two are for the podcast. <laughs> but I think that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Normalize reading not a billion books a month. True. I just had a good month. Normally I read like two or three as well. Um, definitely not what I was last year, but I'm I'm thankful for it that we yeah, have yeah. it's balance. Life is balance. Mm-hmm. Um I did like the little twist in this book about like they go to they have all these traditions and they go to like the bookstore and they do all these cute little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I think honest besides the falling in love i did like their found family friend group but you have qualms with it you have issues yeah i'm not i think the problem is i'm not a found family kind of trope girl like found family does not speak to me i think it's because i'm in my real life so big on blood family i'm like these are the people who are stuck with me like it or not like we like my blood family, I will always come back to. No matter what happens with anyone else, I know my blood family's there. And so when I read about these found families, I'm like, do you guys not have parents that love you? <laughs> I don't know. Well, clearly she really didn't. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Sabrina's parents sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, although they did let, weren't Sabrina's parents the one that let them use the the, the lake house? Like free of charge yeah. and all that. I think it was a beach house, but I think her dad just did it to like. I think she won in a bet. Mm. And there he was selling it. Yeah, he was selling it. Also, I don't understand why they were so upset about selling it. They all had jobs. Rent a house next year. I I thought the selling it was going to be fake. I don't know why. If I read too many th- thrillers, but I thought at the end Sabrina was going to be like, "And just kidding, guys. That was just an excuse to get you all here. Like, let's do it again next year." But it wasn't fake. That part was sad to me, but also like your grown-ass adults just rent a house. Well, and that was the thing. They're grown-ass adults and the way they behaved, I again felt was very high school. Like even just the fighting amongst themselves. I'm like, you're 30-something. Just talk to each other. Like it's not like you all have big girl jobs, big boy jobs, whatever. You're all dating each other. Like just talk it out. I don't know. It doesn't have to be this big thing. I do think Sabrina was the worst. Whenever, like, they first started dating and she's like, well, you guys can never break up now and, like, made this, like, declaration and I was like, I don't don't know. I just like the audacity. (laughs) I felt like she also ruined it at the end being like, I'm the only person who cares about this friendship because that kind of passive-aggressive comment, like, even if you feel that way, there are better ways to handle it. Like, obviously, the other people care about the friendship, but they're 30-something now. They have lives. Like, who was it? Cleo and Kimmy are looking to start a family. I mean, Sabrina's about to get married. Maybe she doesn't understand how marriage changes things, but, like, they can still be friends, but things will never be the same. 
And I mean, I did like that message. That's the thing. As much as I didn't love how immature it was at times, I thought the message was very appropriate for our age right now. Cause like we're in a relationship, like we don't do the podcast as much as we used to because we, you know, it was COVID. We had nothing else to do. Now I'm like here living my life and it's like, things are different and that's okay. And so it's, it's a good message. Like, I just feel like Emily Henry has those deeper messages embedded in her books, which I like. No, I'm, I hate that I actually always forget everything about her book because I just devour them in one sitting. So if I had to tell you what happened in Book Lover, I could not. But I, all I remember I, is that I loved it. Yeah, it was something with, like, I can actually remember the opening chapter, but nothing else. It's and about town in, like, the South. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember Greek, maybe? <laughs> I do remember people we met on vacation a little bit better only from a what happened standpoint because they were on vacation all the time that was the point of the book <laughs> had a really hot apartment in like in like Arizona or California like the desert and they had like sex on the balcony I think that's all I remember from that book I mean that was the gist of it and beach read I re- literally read an entire day like I just sat down one day one summer and just during COVID and read cover to cover and did not move from outside um but I remember it being like kind of New Englandy, and I remember it being oh no it was in Michigan uh, yeah it was in Michigan and it was like two writers and they fell in love and they like made out against the bookshelf and it was like finally and that's the only part I remember of those books but all every time I leave her books I leave them loving it I just don't remember the details because I've read them so fast I, a lot of the reviews I saw, people liked this one, but they still said Beach Read was her best. Do you have that feeling or what do you think? No, I, I like this one. I think I like Book Lover better than Beach Read, but okay. only because of how much I love like the books, like in the whole like books and aspects and also writing. Like that one's really geared towards writers and not that I would consider myself a writer because I really haven't written this year, but it always fascinates me, the process of writing and like publishing a book. So I like that aspect mm-hmm. basically with the same tension as the other ones. Um, and I like the found family in this book too. So I also read, I read Beatry like four years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I still haven't read it. I bought it after you read it because you were like, you have to read this. You'll love it. It's amazing. And I bought it. And to this day, I still haven't read it. I'm the worst. You should bring, well, it's probably at home. I'm like, you should bring it on a trip. So me and Marissa are going on a bookish mountain trip in two weeks. Woohoo! Secluded house in the top of the mountains in Tennessee to just read. And we have full glass, like, wall to look at the view as we pick the comfiest couches we can find on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. So I have to pack a suitcase full of books because I don't know what mood I'm going to be in. Yeah. And that sucks for you because it, well, what it sucks for me too. I don't have as many books here, but I'm going to drive my car, which means like I can bring whatever books I have. You actually have to fit them in a suitcase. I do get one free check bag for Delta. So I'll just pack a big one. Um, and I do, I made us the ultimate bookish goodie bags. Um, so I have to pack those. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited to see them. You've been talking about them for months. <laughs> For a while now so they're just like in my closet um so I'm excited to get them out of my closet because I don't have much room but yeah. they I, I thought of everything wow 
I'm, I'm very for I, I'm very excited for you to open it. I want to do like a video maybe, but um, you should. I was gonna say you should bring beach read. I can bring beach read for you. Okay, want to read it? And we'll both have iron flame. We will. We will have iron flame. Um, yeah, I don't know what books I want to. On one hand, I want to read romance books that I can read fast, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, I'm like. But when am I ever going to have, like, unsolicited time to read books? And then we read, like, a thick book that I need to get into. Yeah. So, for me, it'll be Iron Flame and maybe the second book in the Serpents and the Wings of Night series. Because I figure that'll be big. Um, Otherwise, it may be some Candy Signer romances. Because those I can, like, sit down and read in a day. They're pretty good. As thinking of my ultimate like favorite romance books and I went back into like my goodreads were like the five star books that I've given which I skip five stars very freely uh-huh. um and I was debating putting um the first book we read for the podcast it was like say say you still love me I love I mean, actually no, that was it from K- was it Katie Tucker or Candy Signer it was Katie Tucker oh and I was debated adding it I always get them confused I don't know why um I love that book but I did not add it to my ultimate romance list I can't I still can't believe we did like four podcast episodes on that book <laughs> analyzed the crap out of it <laughs> I never thought so hard about a man pushing a woman up against the wall and kissing her before <laughs> I can't imagine you know any book now I have nothing to say that much. We recorded for hours. I cannot believe we did that. Well, I mean, we went chapter by chapter. We are going to do that for all the books. We never would have read this many books if we'd taken that approach. There's no way. Well, I think we edited it. We're like, just kidding. We can't do this. Eight hours of footage. I cried. I was, yeah. But we've definitely changed our model. Um, but I think we've I think we have a system going for us. We usually yeah. record like 30 minutes. We're a bit a little over today because it's been a while. Yeah. We actually only have four and a half minutes left in this. So I'm like, wow, this is gonna be the perfect amount of time. I know. We should we wrap it up? Did we talk about the book enough? I don't know. Do we need to talk about it more? I will say one other thing I didn't like, maybe you disagree, is that I don't think Wynn had a personality. His, his banter was funny, but the only thing I remember about Wynn is he's from Montana and that's it. And that's, it's funny because it's his like biggest insecurity. <laughs> Wynn, I'm so sorry, but that is the only thing I think about you now. She had a personality really either though. Yeah, but she had a career. And so, like, at least she had you know, something going for her. Like they were both like kind of boring people. They were. They were. And maybe that's why like a simple life in Montana will work great for them. Like, all I remember is her friend saying she's brilliant. But we didn't get to see she's brilliant because we don't really know what she we never we don't watch her be a doctor. We're just books. These people aren't real. But the only thing they said was that she was brilliant and she had good banter, but that was it. Now she likes pottery and like, that's all we know about her. And like, I'm not throwing shade. If I had a man and I could just move to Montana and live simply, trust me, trust me, I would so be down for that. I hear these guys all the time being like, oh, my family's in Montana. And I'm like, sign me up. I'd like to go. (laughs) Thank you. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for this couple. I just... 
there wasn't much to them. Yeah, maybe it isn't my favorite of her books now that we talk about it. Um, oh, no. But I think it's fine that I realized that because I think I would have went on being like, oh, my God, best book ever. And I think it's, I still go to, I still stand by my five star review. Mm-hmm. Um, it has everything that I love in a romance book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the people in the other books had more personality, except I don't think I like you following me on vacation. That's my least favorite. Yeah, I I remember not loving that one as much either um but yeah no I think they're they're boring and that's why I'm okay with her moving to Montana but also studio. I will say the other reason they may have been boring and I'm stealing this from someone else's blog that I read um so this isn't an original thought by any means but in this novel she had six characters that she was developing whereas the other ones you were really focused on the man and the woman and like she may have had other side characters but because she had this friend group and they they had prominent like parts in the the book you know maybe if she'd taken them out she could have developed Harriet and win more so maybe she just was juggling too many balls I do think the magic of this book is the friend group though yeah I agree. They all kind of were like these puzzle pieces for many lost people. Like we don't really know much about Kimmy, but like it sounded like the rest of them all needed each other. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they are their friend group. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's why Sabrina is so upset that no one reaches out to her. But I think, yeah, she also doesn't realize that everyone's just busy or like figuring out their their stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's not giving them the grace to do that. So hopefully things change for them. Hopefully they start communicating better. We from the long distance of Montana. I hope she does start communicating. Better. Not a doctor anymore, so she'll have so much time to communicate. It's true. It's true. Um, five star review. Five star by me. Solid four for me. Okay, I guess we'll wrap up quickly. Hopefully, um, thanks for listening. This is Kayla and Marissa. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Book Talks, at Book Talks Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, also at Book Talks Podcast. Have a good night. <laughs>